Welcome to Financial Coffee, brought to you by Resource One Credit Union, ignited by the credit union movement and inspired by not wanting to be broke. So come have a sip as we try to come up with just the right blend of financial tidbits to help you achieve your money goals. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on this wonderful day. Welcome back if you've been before or maybe you're a newbie, but we have an awesome Fantastic! Yes, I said fantastic series that we're starting today. And yes, it is going to be over history. So, but don't leave yet. Don't leave. We're going to make it as interesting as possible. And it's all about credit unions. Of course, this is a credit union show, but we like to give more information. We like you to know who you're banking with and where we come from. You know, history, that's why it's important. So we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. And, you know, it helps us grow. But I do have an awesome special guest with us here today. Mike, how are you? I'm fantastic, Veronica. Thanks for having me on. Yes. And so he's, he's going to help us um, understand some of this history and digest it a little bit. And I'm super excited. But of course, I first have to ask you, what are you sipping on today? Uh, so today, uh, just a Diet Coke. We're kind of later in the afternoon. So uh, sipping on a Diet Coke today. Well, I have to keep our legacy alive here on Financial Coffee. I am having a straight up black coffee right here and it is fantastic. It's been cold here in Texas, so we gotta stay warm some kind of way. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So let's get right into it. So today we wanna talk about, again, credit union history, but specifically um, how it has grown here in America and worldwide. Um, so credit unions have been around for quite a long time. So since 1845, worldwide, on, in a whole bunch of other countries. So a lot of people have this same motto and we use the same general um, ways of speaking when we're talking about what we do. But I think that it's important for us to talk about some names, some people who um, have helped make the credit union industry what it is today. You wanna start us off, Mike? Sure. So, um, you know, credit unions started uh, in 1845 in the uh, Bavarian region of Germany. It was it was brought together by a bunch of farmers that uh, couldn't plant new crops when it was time to plant crops or to uh, to sow their fields at that time uh, from the banks at the time. So instead of going to those banks to continually get turned down or to be charged uh, exorbitant interest rates uh, for for borrowing money. They decided to kind of pool all of their money together. And so as the different seasons came, they kind of worked together to make sure it's, hey, it's, you know, potato season uh, right now. So the potato farmer is going to borrow from the wheat farmer whose who season is later in the year and who's currently selling at the market. Um, and so they started as, as cooperatives uh, in, in Germany in uh, the 1840s. Uh, and then they really kind of kicked off in North America uh, with a man named Alphonse Desjardins. Um, he kind of, uh, he was a Canadian, uh, he was born in 1854, uh, and he really got the credit union movement started here in North America uh, in the late 1900s, or the early 1900s, uh, specifically uh, in Canada, but he also was, was uh, instrumental in beginning credit unions in North America uh, across the United States as well. He actually started the first credit union uh, in New Hampshire, it was St. Mary's Bank, but technically it is a credit union. And that uh, location is still there today. It's actually uh, the America's Credit Union Museum. Have you ever been? I have not had the opportunity to go, um, but uh, I, I, I just love to visit that region. But if I ever got up there, I would uh, absolutely pop in and see it. It's kind of cold right now, but 
Anyway, <laughs> um, another cool person that kind of crosses our minds when we talk about the credit unions are Ed Edward A. Feline, or sometimes they say Filene, but Feline, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he was a millionaire. So he already had, he had lots of money in a family business and he helped introduce different ideas to the credit union movement, different innovative ideas. And that's th something that's very important to us um, in the credit union world. We wanna be able to provide services and think of new things to serve um, the people that we serve. And so he was the start of that. So he introduced things like profit sharing plans and minimum wage for women, um, work benefits, um, our famous 40 hour work week, things like that. So um, he found out about the idea of credit union co-ops in India and from there used his own money. So he used his own dollars that he had, um, $1 million to be exact. And that's about $3 million. That would be $3 million today. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of money. He had the money and he used his efforts. And so he used his own efforts, his own grime and, you know, courage to go out there and father the U.S. credit union. So um, you may see him um, in different, in whatever credit union you may visit, you may see something about him, but he was the one who helped get things going and get get people in and, and introduce, you know, brand new ideas. So that's a name that you'll probably hear around a lot here in the credit union world. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, he was absolutely instrumental in, in developing credit unions across the United States. He was a very progressive thinker, obviously, from uh, some of the things that you did mention. Um, but not only was, was he influential just in his ideas, he was influential in who he influenced. Um, so one of the, the most important people in the credit union movement, especially in the United States, uh, is a, a lawyer. His name is Roy Berger, Bergergren, excuse me. Uh, and uh, he's kind of known for developing the way that our system works, uh, to make sure that uh, it's a cooperative system, to make sure that um, the states passed laws to make sure that, uh, that credit unions were able to thrive. Back at a time that, that the financial system was pretty much dominated by just a handful of very, very large banks. Um, and, and so they were really instrumental in making sure that not just the credit unions were, were started, but also that the, uh, the legislation was there in place, that uh, they, were, they were going out, they were talking to politicians to make sure that um, the environment uh, was, was right for credit unions to thrive moving forward as well. So during this time, um, many people didn't, didn't even actually trust um, the, the new things that we were coming up with, the credit unions, and I always say we, but that credit unions were coming up with at that time. And so I think it's kind of important to, to kind of point that out, but they thought that credit unions were a scam. And so I even kind of hear a little bit about that today you know, you know, when people talk about a credit union and they don't, you know, really know what it is, that's kind of what it reminds me of. You know, they're like, oh, well, credit union, they can't really help me. They can only serve this. You know, it's just uh, things that you hear because you don't fully understand what the credit union does and what they were trying to do at that time in order to help people that couldn't be helped other places. But yeah, they thought that a cre the credit union was a scam and all the different things that they were doing. So just along with that, we have so much more that we want to talk about with this. Did you have anything you want to add to that part, Mike? Uh, yeah, just, you know, as far as the, the, the population not trusting credit unions at that point, you know, they had grown up where, you know, the banks were there and that was their only option. 
Um, you know, and so uh, as far as, you know, where you would go to put the money, where you would go to borrow money, those kind of things, uh, especially the working class person, that wasn't really an option for them because the banks were not made for them. And so just any financial institution or financial, uh, uh, you know, cooperative, whether it was a bank, credit union, anything, there was very little trust, period. Uh, from just the working class person at that period of time. And so a lot of that distrust didn't really come from, from the, the unknown of credit unions. It was just the distrust of financial systems in general. You know, people would, you know, you hear the, the term storing your money in mattresses. People really did that. They would bury their money in their yards. They would, uh, they would hide money. They would borrow money from loan sharks as opposed to coming to financial institutions. Uh, and that's where a lot of that fear came from. Yeah. And so now, just like then, just like now, we have a place that the working class can come to and have access to your money where you can get better deals because we're not, and I don't like to use the word deal really, but um, we're all working together. The cooperatives, we're cooperating with each other and we're just here to serve our member and meet your needs. And so sometimes going to those bigger financial institutions, you're, you have to fit in their box. And that's what it was then. They had to, you know, you had to fit in their box. And if you didn't, you couldn't get helped. So that's what credit unions are here for. I could go on and on on that rant right there, but I'm going to stop it here. We have a part two to this awesome series that we're talking about the history. Come learn with us. I'm learning more stuff. We hope that you learn more stuff um, and see you on part two. Bye. So if you ever have any questions or comments, just like a credit union, we're here to serve you. So let us know what you want to hear. Email us at financialcoffee at r1cu.org. Again, that's financialcoffee at r, the number one, cu.org.